Ladies and PPs, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us this empty chair. Thank you for joining us for episode 152, NFL Week 11 Bets. As mentioned in the title, we will be getting into the NFL. We'll do a Week 10 review and we'll get into the Week 11 slate. We'll give you our favorite picks from that. We'll also re- review on what we hit and what we didn't hit on the week before. Uh, conspicuously absent from today's podcast, Nick. Yeah, we we have to start a we have to start a watch, right? Because when will Eric finally return to the executive producer chair? R.I.P. Will, will it be ever? Have we fired him? Is Eric now and uh, Erica? Has he trans? Has have they transitioned? <laughs> Who's to say? Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Um, R.I.P. It's uh, pretty hard to come back from death. It is. It is. Um, maybe Eric can do it, but because Eric is conspicuously absent, we will not be having a communion with E, as what the you know the host of that segment is not with us. Not that he wants to have it any week, but any other week. But I know he begged for a skit and then throws a fit every time we ask him what's on the docket for communion with E. Well, uh, I thought we should uh, not do it because of time. That's how Eric sounds. That was a pretty good impression. That's how his internet sounds right now, at least. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> if he had internet, but he's dead. Yeah, he's in the dead zone that is El Paso. <laughs> R.I.P. All right, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Good? Good, bad? Bad, good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing nothing to complain about uh, except for everything to complain about. But I'll, I'll spare you. <laughs> That's such a lie. <laughs> you guys don't see the pre-show that goes on where I do not spare Jermaine. All of my grips, <laughs> all of my uh, gripes, bitches, and moans. <laughs> oh, man, the pre-show. The pre-show is where it's at. We can just record the pre-show. The problem is, is uh, today's hectic culture that does not understand brevity and nuance. And, oh, and humor. And tone, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? All the things that lead to a good joke uh, they take it way too seriously. And um, it's quite unfortunate because life can already be cumbersome as it is. And humor is one of the only, you know, not to sound like Patch Adams, but. Sounds like an ad read. <laughs> humor is humor is the escape. So, Find us this week at the Funny Bone in San Diego. Sounds like an ad read. I know life can be cumbersome and humor is sometimes not appreciated. Just because I use words that have multi-syllable does not But here at BetterHelp. <laughs> but if you use our code room 303 at BetterHelp. You cannot get the help you need. You because could, you, could, you could get charged $300 for someone going, what, did you try meditation? Have you slept? <laughs> like, oh, I need to do that thing that I already do. You know what? Like, I didn't want to get sucked into this, but it's almost like now. Rabbit hole. It's almost like now people are like, oh, I go to therapy. They just want to say that sentence. Yeah. I 
it, it almost devalues what's actually happening. Everyone has anxiety now. And it's to the point where if someone tells me they have anxiety, the sympathy is gone. Like I'm the empath that I naturally am where I tend to always want to help people is gone. I'm always just like, suck it up. We all got that shit. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I remember a, a very close friend. This is Jermaine, by the way. Once told me and Diego Garcia when I was going through some of the roughest patches in my life. Everybody's depressed. Get over it. And I don't think he was joking. I was not, bro. Everyone's a little depressed, bro. The funny thing is, it's like, you know, God bless our parents, bro. Get over it. Our God bless our parents, bro. God bless they, our grandparents. They went like you know how easy it is to secure a privileged life right now, right? You know how easy it is to I just make one percent now with my windfall of money. It's it's like it's so easy to just make your life instantly better. Should I buy if, Twitter if or Amazon first? <laughs> It just it, it just blows my mind. Like, what's so funny is that everyone is chronically broke, right? Well, let's be honest. Like, my parents and your parents had a much different time securing a nice life. Yeah, exactly. But they still did it. Just like you and I have now done it. No, no, no. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. My parents and your parents had a little bit. My parents had an easier time than your parents did. Based that, on the current socioeconomic. That's fine. Life, you're born into circumstances, right? Not everyone gets a, a rosy fucking bed to lay in. What I will tell you is that my parents had the fortune of making a living in America. It's true. Life's a death. Like, I, like I, my dad always says, life's a deck of cards. Dig it. It just like I don't understand. I just can't get on board with the woe is me anymore, bro. Like the privilege is unreal in America. There, there are people in America who who don't know where their next meal is coming from, and that is tragic. But for the most part, most of the people I interact with do not are not concerned with where their next meal is coming from, and if they are, they're using their money incorrectly. It is. It is so crazy to get the knowledge and shot across the bow at me. <laughs> no, it's me oh, as well. Okay. I go out to eat all the fucking time, bro. But you know what's funny is like nobody wants to spend money on a certification or a course or something to gain the knowledge that can help them make more money. But then they'll say they're broke. Meanwhile, you've seen them eat out four times this week for them and their family. And it's like, okay, but so are you broke or are you bad at managing your shit because you think you're supposed to be eating at that places? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't have the sympathy anymore. I, I I can I can I can empathize with someone who is genuinely going through something. But if you're just feeling the growing pangs of life and your fucking woe is me attitude is unreal, bro. There are people fighting for their life just to be in this country. Like Eric every day. <laughs> Eric like, fights for his life every day. He has to get up and move around every single day. 
Well, now that well, now that the podcast knows you're a cold, heartless bitch, can we move on to NFL Week Ten? No, absolutely not. Okay. Fuck the NFL. <laughs> well, yes, but can we move on? No, just like look, like real problems exist. Let's not just be like I'm a little anxious ordering a pizza. <laughs> let's not just like let's not build that up. I I just can't do it anymore, bro. When's the last we time all... you ordered a pizza off the phone? Off the phone? Yeah. Like, like you, call, you called a pizza call. place. Uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute, bro. That's the the reason why delivery apps are are prominent now is because the people with anxiety. <laughs> you heard it here first. Jermaine hates people with anxiety. Let's get into No, 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 no. It's a real thing. Everyone just has it now. I'm just trying to spin your words. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's well, fine. Also, I, I think uh, listen, yeah, I, I hear I what will, you want to hear. hear. I will put hear. I will put my one thing out because you know I don't like talking about non sports things on a, something that is recorded for postularity's sake. Because I am a dumb human being, and sometimes I say things as a joke that people don't take as a joke. I will say this though: people need to re- really, truly think among themselves: is this chronic anxiety? Or am I anxious for a finite amount of time? And will that anxiety go away? And will I let that finite anxiety bother me for a longer time than it needs to bother me? Because look, I get anxious. Sure, everybody gets anxious. But the key is you can't let that finite anxiety, you can't let yourself. Because if you if you think it, it will happen. Your brain is a marvelous thing, both good and bad. You can literally convince yourself that you are not anxious and your brain will be like, got it. But if you convince yourself that this thing that has a finite amount of time of anxiety attached to it is a chronic thing and your brain's going to be like, okay, now we're anxious about that thing. Brains are cool. It's, it's miraculous, bro. It's just, it's almost like, bro, like you're too swept up in the present. You know how many fucking end of the worlds people have had? like you probably have had an end of the like this is the end of the world and then you now here you are it's that was it's not like you don't even remember how long ago that was i just just take a breath count the good shit that's happening and let's get into nfl week 10 so in nfl week 10 nick's nuggets went four and five nick went four and 11 and i went five and eight uh, after hearing four and eleven, five and eight feels respectable. It now let's really go. Does for some reason. <laughs> let's go ahead. It's awful, but it feels respectable. Let's go ahead and get into the bets that were missed. So, for Nick's weekly nuggets, he had Atlanta money line minus one fifty. All right, so Nick, I'm gonna give it to you to go on like a two minute conversation about how hey, these are Nick's nuggets. These are not Nick's bets. Right. So. Every week I give you guys, the listeners out there, the tens and tens of loyal listeners, these nuggets in which I am a stats guy. Anybody who knows me knows that. I take stats and trends from around the betting world and I apply them to this week's games. You hear me say a lot of weeks, take the team who scored less than 10 points the previous week, take their spread. If the spread is greater than nine and a half, take the under. Uh, Rest advantage, rest disadvantage. One that I'll drop today, which is a hilarious one, that I'll I'll I'll, I'll tease a little, or I'll tease I'll I'll tease it now and do it a little bit later. But 
there's a reason that the I don't bet my trends unless it's over 55%. Because that is a good trend. If it hits over 55% of the time, aka it misses 45% of the time, you're going to have weeks where the trend doesn't work out. So yeah, if you look at it at a slice of time, like Jermaine said, Last week I was four and eleven. Do you know what I was before I wasn't four and eleven? I was twenty and seven on the year. So if you look at my whole year, now I'm twenty four and eighteen. That sounds a lot better than four and eleven. Or sorry, my nuggets. Sorry, my nuggets were, my nuggets were seven and eight. So hitting around fifty percent, right on par for the nuggets. Right. Yeah, but uh, long story short. Nick is presenting these nuggets. He's not always taking the nuggets. There is a difference. That's why it's tracked separately. So four and five, he missed on Atlanta money line at minus one fifty. He missed on Denver plus three minus one fifteen. He missed on Dallas money line and Dallas minus minus five. He missed on Philly money line and he missed on Dallas money line. Oh, so sorry. He missed on. A whopping parlay, which is not shocking. He missed on, uh, it's a Dallas, Los Angeles Rams, Philadelphia Eagles, Atlanta, Miami, New Orleans, and Kansas City money line. That was a favorites parlay, correct? Correct. Eric is Eric is not grading these bets as individual bets when they're the favorite, is he? No, that's one bet. That, that parlay is one bet oh, okay. that I just said right, out loud. Yeah, he put that in the he put he put that parlay in the Knicks Nuggets uh, section. It might actually have been just a Knicks section. Either oh, way, parlay. I see. Okay, <laughs> does not matter. It's a good parlay. Uh, the four that <laughs> it was not a good parlay. It was a good the, parlay at the beginning. <laughs> the four <laughs> all parlays are good at the beginning. Uh, the four that Knicks Nuggets hit: Kansas City, Jacksonville under, which I also took. Miami money line at minus one ninety, Indy plus six at minus one fifteen. God bless the Raiders, and <laughs> and Washington plus eleven at minus one ten. God bless the Commanders, one hundred percent. So now let's go ahead and get into Nick's bets. The four and eleven. We'll start with the four that he hit on because that list is obviously much shorter. He hit on KC versus Jacksonville under right from the Knicks Nugget section. He hit on the Miami money line from the. Wow, the four bets you hit on are the are the bets that hit in Nick's Nuggets. Everything else you just missed. All right, so what can I say? So that's the uh, Chiefs Jags under Miami money line, Indy plus six, and Washington minus eleven. <clears throat> the eleven he missed are it's gonna get long. Atlanta money line, Seattle money line, Jacksonville plus nine and a half, Denver plus three, Denver Tennessee over thirty eight and a half. Um Denver money line, New Orleans minus two and a half, Dallas minus five, Rams minus three, Philadelphia money line, and Philadelphia commanders under 44. I think Eric just be writing down shit I say. I don't remember taking half those bets. If you say I'm taking, well, look at you. Look at you. You're just whatever. mad because you it missed a fucking, bets. He needs to get his fucking heat hearing cleared. <laughs> His hearing's good. I he's, need got, he's got glasses now, too. We can't really say anything about that. Like, he's got his shit fixed. Oh, yeah. I, I did see him earlier. He looked like a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> All right. And then 
I went five and eight. We'll start with my losses. Yeah, why does that sound so much better? Dude, it sounds amazing. It's only one win more, but it's three win losses less, and it's like, wah. All right, so I hit on, well, I guess I'm starting with the hits. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, under 44. Minnesota, plus five. Should have taken the money line. Uh, Kansas City, Jacksonville under Miami money line and why I hit on the same things. Washington spread. I missed on Seattle money line, Jacksonville nine and a half, Chicago minus two and a half, Denver, Tennessee over, Dallas minus five, Rams minus three, and Chargers plus seven, and Philadelphia money line. Man, we uh, that was a, we just got massacred that week. It was a bad week. All right, so that's the week ten betting recap on the season. I am 22 and 21. Nick is 24 and 18. And Nick's Nuggets are 11 and 13. Conspicuously absent from this list and this podcast is Eric's bets. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, go ahead and take us through the week 10 recap. Then we'll get into head to head and then we'll get into week 11. Uh, yeah. So, Thursday night football, Atlanta traveled to Carolina. Carolina waxed uh, that Falcon ass. Uh, early games, Seattle, uh, went, Seattle and Tampa Bay went to Munich to play the first ever, uh, game in Germany. Tampa Bay ended up winning 21 to 16, but Geno Smith kept cooking. The Vikings and Buffalo played an absolute shootout thriller in Buffalo. Josh Allen hates overtime. Uh, and Justin Jefferson was just basically catching everything. Yeah, this this stat line for this game, 357 yards for Kirk, 119 rushing yards for Dalvin Cook, and 193 receiving yards for Justin Jefferson. The like, Lions, it, the, the Lions oh. managed to win a what, say it again? No, I was just gonna say all Vikings across the board. Those were the leaders. All Vikings across the board. Uh Detroit slogged it out with Chicago, winning by one thirty-one thirty. Justin Fields is a legitimate running back, right? Oh, here we go. Here we I'm go. I'm not it's bro. not even a joke anymore. Lamar Jackson can throw the football compared to Justin Fields. I didn't watch this game. I can't say it. But every time someone tells me this and I go and watch the watch the tape, it's like Justin Fields is throwing piss missiles. But he's got fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum on the on opposite ends at wide receiver trying to catch shit. He is not thrown for a QBR over ninety five, or he is not thrown for a rating. Oh, he threw for two ratings over a hundred. Okay. He has not completed more than seventeen passes. I would like to see um, where his top five pass catchers rank as far as separation on routes run. I would love to see that. I could probably pull it up, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening right now. This I could. Is why I, I listen. I'm I'm good. I'm not that good. We have an executive producer for a reason. So oh, he, he, there's he, no way he could pull that up either. He'll get it for us. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos stink. They'll always stink. They lost to Tennessee in Tennessee. The season's over, right? Blow it up. <laughs> Who, whose season? Both of these teams. No, Denver. Yeah, I mean, they did blow it up. They traded Bradley Chubb. Uh, Jacksonville traveled into KC. Uh, they needed to cover nine and a half. They lost by 10. Fucking bullshit, dude. 
Uh, Jeff Wilson continues to be a running back no matter wherever he goes. Uh, 119 yards in the Dolphins win over Cleveland. Uh, Davis Mills is playing his friggin' neck off uh, and still continuing to lose games. Uh, The Giants won by eight. Davis Mills had 319 yards, and I believe Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks and their third wide receiver all missed the game. (laughs) He was thrown to you and me. He was throwing a, a a field of Eric's is what he was throwing to. Uh, what is like? I know you've told me enough that the Saints are not good this year, but I didn't think they were this bad. They're they're trading punches with Carolina for the bottom of the division. This 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 <laughs> it's self inflicted wounds, bro. But the thing is, is we weren't supposed to be playing Andy Dalton. Um, Dennis Allen is a shit head coach. Uh, Dennis Allen needs. To, Dennis Allen is in Josh McDaniels territory of needing to be fired. It's almost like, oh, you didn't get a raw deal in Oakland. You just stink. The team looks uninspired. He has basically a a very comparable defense from the year before, and the defense is worse on all fronts across the board. Right. So it's like, hey, he can't coach this team and he can't defensive coordinate this team and for some reason because he saw Sean Payton do it obviously he's not fucking Sean Payton or he would have been hired by someone else already he thinks he has the ability to call the plays and be the head coach well right now he's doing neither satisfactorily the offense is not putting him in good positions Pete Carmichael Jr. the hype that he had coming into the season has quickly dwindled Okay, quick we question. And we can't run the football. Quick question. Dennis Allen has never won more than four games in a single season. Does he win four games this year? We have three already, so <laughs> yes. Yes. Does he statistically, win five? <laughs> statistically, he wins. That's where he's going. He's winning five. Okay. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, God bless the Raiders. Like we said, the Colts managed to cover it because the Raiders are inept. Uh, the Cowboys are inept when it comes to playing the Packers. I'm thinking that that's just something that happens. I just hold on before we push past the Raiders. We just can't glance over this. Yes, we can. The Raiders were six point favorites mm-hmm. against a dude whose last game coaching was a Christian high school academy where he lost. Where he lost. Yeah, but he said he wasn't scared of the Raiders. No one is. No exactly. one is. You know what we're scared of? We're scared of another press conference with Derek Carr crying. I understand his frustration as he should be frustrated. I understand it. Josh McDaniels is woeful. But my guy, you got to keep that behind. The, you, you can cry. Just don't do it at the presser. Like, that's just I'm, so no, much no, worse, no, no, bro. No, no, no. Mental health is good, right? We want people to be with good mental health. But you got to know your role, Derek Carr. He's the leader. You're the leader. What What is with athletes just openly crying now? I'm go, good. Back, go back to your million-dollar house, sit in your million-dollar bedroom, turn off the lights and cry like a normal fucking person. I'm Don't good. do it on national TV. I'm good with you crying. I'm good no. with you being frustrated. Yes. I am not good with you doing those things at the press conference. That's the issue. You know what I mean? 
and I get it. Like he can't control it, right? Sometimes you just get choked up, and that might have been one of those instances. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying don't cry. I am just saying you wear a C on your chest. You lead a locker room full of men. They don't want you. They don't want to see you in despair like that. You're the guy they look to. Like you can't be in despair. Put on if your you, brown pants and get to work. If you were like the the right guard. And nobody really knew your name. You weren't very good. You're just the right guard because they can't pay a better right guard. And you <laughs> cried at your press conference. It's fine. And nobody would be knocking him. The problem is you're Derek fucking Carr, bro. You were you were a team that people expected to make the playoffs again this year. You got to keep it together for that that small period of time, bro. Just That's all I'm saying. I'm good with the crying. I'm I'm good with the frustrations. Just not on, not at the press conference. You just said the same thing. You're good with the crying if he cries at home. That's what I'm, you just yeah, said. You gotta cry at home though, by yourself, like a man. I'm good with the crying. I'm good, even <laughs> if you do it in front of your offensive line. I'm good, bro. You cannot do it on national television. Can't do it. You can't do it, bro. And that's just one of those like it's unfortunate, like. No, nobody's beating you up for crying, but you I, got you got to play. You got to play seven more games, dude. Like yeah. now, you got a bunch of people who just quit because you, you cry. Kind of have a chance at making the playoffs. No, <laughs> I mean statistically, probably. All right, that's all I got to say about the Raiders. I'm sorry your season's going like this. Hopefully, you do fire Josh McDaniels. Uh, or you could be like us and just keep Dennis Allen for three years and just watch the team dwindle away into fucking nothing. All right, keep it pushing, Nick. What's the next one? Since 2009, in either the regular season or the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys have only beat the Green Bay Packers once. I'm sorry. Since 2009? They played ten times, including two playoff games. So they haven't beat the Pack. Oh no, they beat the Packers once in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I was gonna say they haven't beat the Packers since oh eight. They, <laughs> beat, like, they right. beat the Packers in two thousand seventeen. Was that the year Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone? Probably. <laughs> worse when this game is played. Oh, never mind. That's not worse. <laughs> I was going to say when this game was played in Dallas, but it was played in Green Bay. Yeah, since 2009, there has been 10 games between the Cowboys and the Packers. And the Cowboys have won one in 2016. That trend was not broken last week. Oh where my. Green Bay won in overtime. Uh, <sighs> the Los Angeles Rams continued their absolute plummet to the bottom of, bottom of the league. Uh, my buddy, I forget which, I forget which twin sent me it. I know it was a twin. I didn't really pay attention to to which one sent it. I just thought it was a very funny meme. But they sent and do you remember Animorphs? Uh-huh. Bro, okay. So talk about a a throwback. A just an absolute throwback of a of a of a meme. Of a just like cuz you have to be a you're a very niche community if you remember Animorphs. And they had the Rams logo morph into the Lions logo. <laughs> nice. It's just Matt Stafford, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. It, what's so funny is like all offseason, we heard about Matt Stafford's arm fatigue, right? And we all just ignored it. 
We all ignored it. There's no way. That's not a thing. Blah, blah, blah. He's a pro. Yada, 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 yada. And now we're sitting here, Cooper Cup's on IR, and we're like, holy fuck, this Rams team is bad. You know who didn't ignore it? Yeah, boy. You bet the under, right? Yeah. The dude that pitches and cannot throw a football right now. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I had the under on that as well. Like I was, like, I was low on the. People are like, "Oh, it's it's a different throwing motion. It's still the same elbow. It's not like you use a different part of your elbow to throw a football." You know who? You know the, the people who say that are the people who obviously do not throw. Who've <laughs> never thrown a baseball or a football, bro? Like. He throws he throws that pigskin 40 to 50 to 60 yards down the field. You don't think that takes velocity. You don't think that takes grip strength. You don't think that takes tension from the arm to 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 your elbow through your shoulder. It's the same thing as pitching. It's just a smaller surface area for pitchers to grasp, right? And it's a smaller surface area and it's their different hand motion. But they're still cranking the shoulder back and essentially creating a slingshot of velocity, right? Because you're starting forward, you're cranking back, and you're taking that that kinetic energy and you're putting it into this ball. Like, it's the same fucking thing. And believe me, he's still throwing that ball, you know, 30, 40, 50 times a game, not including when he's not on the field, not including all the week through practice. That's what people don't like. The, the amount of throws that arm has, right? Yeah. And Matt Stafford, one of his penchants is to throw from weird angles. Yeah. So if you're not working the muscles at weird angles, I do it. We should have read into this more. We should have. We should have. We should have been hammering against the Rams. I would love to see what the Rams are against the spread. But carry into the next one. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Uh, oh, by the way, in a game that featured Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford as the quarterbacks, Colt McCoy threw for 238 yards. Well, Matt, both of them were out though. I know. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. If I just looked, I thought it was funny to look at the score line, see Arizona Cardinals at. Los Angeles Rams and see Colt McCoy is the leading passer. <laughs> uh, the final game of Sunday, the Chargers traveled uh, up north to face the 49ers. 49ers won that game. There was not really a lot of memorable games this weekend, except for Monday night in Philadelphia, the unbeaten Philadelphia Phillies, but no longer because Big DT, that's Big Dick Taylor Heineke, got himself a Green, black, and white pair of Air Jordans and beat the Eagles. Handedly. Handedly beat the Eagles. Here's the thing. Tyler Heineke did not do it. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The person who whooped that Eagles ass was Joey fucking Sly. Joey Sly had 23 points in fantasy. In our in our league, obviously, twenty three points. He was the highest scoring kicker. My man's just kicking I, it. I think Tyler Heineke had zero touchdowns. Probably. 
He only threw for 211 yards. Yo, so here's the, here's the crazy part. Did you see that video of of Tyler Heineke wearing the the chains and everyone yeah. was gassing yeah. him up because they just beat the undefeated fucking Eagles? Yeah, I think they beat him in Philly. They did beat him in Philly. Yeah, on Monday Night Football. On Monday Night Football. What is what is Monday Night Football considered, Nick? For the listeners at home, a primetime game. It's considered a prime fucking time game. You know who could not have done that? Kirk Cousins. So shut the fuck up, Chris Boyd, <laughs> you sh- you whiny cornerback bitch. The Washington Commanders were paying an homage to you for a dope trend you set. And you sat there and you got all on your fucking feels. You're not even the fucking offense. You're not even the quarterback. Chris Boyd, are you the best quarterback on your team right now? Because I'm... Patrick Peterson at his old ass age is probably better than you. And Patrick so, Peterson is so not better shut, than a lot of people. So shut the fuck up. I don't understand what the issue is. The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Chris Chris Boyd. If you look up quarterback depth chart on ESPN, Chris Boyd is not. Chris Boyd is the third, is the third string left cornerback. Why? You see what I mean? Like you I was know wondering I mean? why I didn't hear why I never heard of his name before. If Derek Carr said that, we'd be like, all right, bet. That's fine. Derek Carr can say that, right? Just like we say, like Derek Carr, you're in front of the press conference. You can't do that, right? Chris Boyd, you ain't at the press conferences. Shut the fuck up, bro. You're barely on the team play. <laughs> Yo, you might not have a squad next year. Shut up, bro. Like Here's the thing. Maybe the commanders were trolling you because Kirk Cousins used to be your cor- be, be their quarterback and never did anything, just like he's never done anything for you. Congratulations like on your 9-1 season thus far, by the way. Very impressive. Relax, bro. Relax. Right? Also, your, You're not one, the f- your one loss is to the Philadelphia Eagles. The team the Commanders beat. Who beat the shit out of you guys. It wasn't even close. You know why? Because it was in prime fucking time. Sit down, shut the fuck up, and play football, bro. you, You act like you were the first team to put chains on a white quarterback. Uh, I would like to reintroduce Ryan Fitzpatrick to the conversation. (laughs) <laughs> That's an all-time press conference, by the way. Like, you guys didn't even do anything unique. That's what I was getting into. The Saints had, when the Saints got a turnover, they would run to the opposite end of the end zone, regardless, and celebrate in front of the camera. And that's because referees kept blowing the whistle when they would get a turnover that was going to be a touchdown. They still do it to the Saints. It's unreal how referees officiate the Saints. There's obvious bias. But it's so comical because now every NFL defense does, and I guarantee you Chris fucking bum-ass third-string Boyd has done it. I'm even more upset because he's a former Longhorn. Also, by the way, shout out to Texas Longhorns for whooping that Gonzaga ass, bro. Carry on. That's the Week 10 review. That's the Week 10 review. <laughs> Fucking Chris Boyd. Onwards and upwards to Week 11. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the Week 11, let's go ahead and get into this head-to-head. I was so mad when I saw that tweet from Chris Boyd, bro. Just, <laughs> you I were. Was, 
I can I couldn't tell. I was so mad, bro. I'm still hot, bro. So we took L's across the board. Yeah, gotta love that. Uh Dallas minus five looked like a lock heading into the fourth quarter. I lost. Uh Nick had Denver money line. Looked like a lock in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and I believe overtime. Yeah. Nick Nick looked, missed looked pretty locked up. <laughs> Nick missed that as well. Uh and then Eric had Cleveland money line, which which was not close. But not close at all. <laughs> so on the season, I'm three and seven. Nick is four and five, and Eric is six and three. Here it is, Nick. It's our chance to take take a leap because Eric's not picking this week. Well, we're picking a game for him, right? We're giving him an auto L though, and we're giving him the Browns Bills over. That might hit. No, I don't like Except that. So we're going to juice the odds to over 50. <laughs> I hear the conditions are perfect for chucking that pigskin. Uh, no, what can we will. Imagine, can you imagine the wine fest he would have if we gave him an auto L? Dude, we can pick a bet that might hit or has good probability of hitting and misses, and he would still whine. Right. <laughs> like. We can give him the best bet on the board, and if it misses, he's going to cry, bro. We can give him total points for the week over 100. <laughs> bro, that's just an auto log. <laughs> we need every team to score, what, 10 points? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into this week 11 board. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Do you want to do you, you want to read the 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 games to me, and I'll give you I'll give you a my Knicks Nuggets for the game. Absolutely, you, I'll drive. Right. Yep, yep. All right, you ready? Yep. First game tomorrow, Thursday, seventeen November. We have the Tennessee Titans traveling into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Green Bay is favorite is the favorite minus three and a half. The over under is set at forty one. The money line for Tennessee Titans is plus 145, and the money line for Green Bay is minus 170. This is a little awkward. There's no Knicks Nuggets for this game. That's fine. Do you have any action that you're looking at this game? Uh, oh, man. the This is kind of out in left field, but the um, Bill Vinovich, who's the referee for this, hammered the under on his games. It hits at over 60% for his career. All right. So Nick is taking the under 41. Uh, bear with me while I put this pick in. Under 41, Green Bay versus Tennessee. All right. So the very next game on the board is the <laughs> aforementioned Cleveland Browns traveling into Buffalo to take, take on the – what is it? The six and three bills now. Um, six and three, correct. The bills are eight point favorites. The over under is set for forty one and a half, and the money line for the bills is minus three fifty, while the money line for the Browns is plus two ninety. So a little bit of weather expected in Buffalo. Some reports are saying three feet. Some reports are saying six feet. Some are some some are saying winds up to thirty miles per hour. This game opened at over under 47 and a half, and it's only dropped six points. Vegas knows something about the forecast we don't know about. 
That being said, uh, I'm taking the under in here because the referee plus the conditions, the referee Adrian Hill for this for this game, uh, also loves the under, also hitting it above a 60% clip, and it's, snow is snow. I'm going to take the under in Buffalo. All right, so you're taking the under 41 and a half at minus 110 in this game. And I am going to take the Cleveland Browns plus eight. Love it. Um, I actually love the Cleveland Browns money line, but I'm not confident enough to take it. Therefore, I'm taking Cleveland plus eight minus 110. Very much could bite me in the ass. Let's go ahead and push into the next game on the slate. We have the aforementioned Tyler Heineke's bitches traveling into the Indianapolis Colts. The Philadelphia Eagles are minus seven. They are the over under is set at 44. And the Indianapolis Colts are plus two fifty money line, while the Eagles are the Eagles are minus three hundred. So first betting nugget uh, of the week: the rest advantage, rest disadvantage. Since the Philadelphia Eagles played on Monday Night Football, they are at a rest disadvantage to the Indianapolis coach Colts. With this rest disadvantage since since two thousand nineteen, I promise I haven't drank anything tonight. I just can't talk. The Eagles are four, five, and one straight up and five and five against the spread. With the rest advantage, the Colts are seven and five straight up and six and six against the spread. Which means that if I could get the Colts as a favorite, I would probably take Colts to win and Eagles against the spread. But since the Colts are not a favorite, I want no part of this game. I don't even know how to write that Nick's Nugget down. There's no Nick's Nugget. Uh, all right. <laughs> so basically, uh, basically, like this is, and I, I don't know if Eric is writing this down, but the Nugget would be: Indianapolis is seven and five straight up. Philly is four, five, and one straight up. Both of them are five hundred against the spread. That means if the Eagles are favorites, I'm taking them on the money line. But them, but them not to cover. But since they're not the favorite, there's no nugget. Philadelphia is the favorite. No, I said Indy. Or I meant Indy. Okay. So. No I'll nugget. Let, I'll let Eric deal with that. Right. There's <laughs> just, no nugget. I'm saying no right nugget, now there's no, no nugget, and I no will fight nugget. Eric if he says there's a nugget. I don't know what he was writing down then, so I don't know how. He's, he's a bum. I'm, I was good with tracking the Nuggets, but you went non-committal on that one. So, um, do you want any action in this game? No action. You don't want Jeff Saturday money line? Nope. It's one and zero in its career. <laughs> exactly. I only bet things in what three games plus. All right. So can I can I sway your mind um, if I tell you that Dallas Goddard is on IR now? No. That does hurt my fantasy team, but no, it won't sway my mind. Okay. All right, so no action on the Philly Colts game. We'll move into the next game on the slate. The Detroit Lions travel into the New York Football Giants. The New York Football Giants are minus three. The over-under is set for 45. 
The New York Giants money line is minus one fifty five, while the Detroit Lions are plus one thirty five. Nick. Um just looking at, at referee assignments, the referee for this match, uh Brad Rogers, Mr. Two First Names, loves the over, hitting above a sixty percent click. Oh, click that's great. I love the over. I was I'm gonna do it now. No, I'm an, I will me. also I will also take it. So we both have the Detroit versus New York Giants over forty five minus one ten. Uh is it was it forty five? Let me double check here. Forty five, yes. All right. So the next game we have on the slate are the New York football jets. Not necessary to say football for that team. Uh, traveling into the New England Patriots. This is an absolutely fascinating matchup. The Patriots are favored at minus three and a half. The over under is set at 38 points and the Patriots money line is minus 175 while the New York Jets money line is plus 150. Love both of these teams because of or love this game for my betting nuggets. So both these teams are coming off a bye, the Jets and the Patriots. The Patriots, obviously, with coach uh, Bill Belichick. He's been their head coach since 2000. Uh, I can only pull straight up and against the spread data since 2003 on the website that I use. Since 2003, coming off a bye, Billy B is 25-6 and six straight up. And he is 18, 12, and 1 against the spread. However, since 2020 and after Tom Brady left, he is 0-2 straight up and against the spread. He is facing a first-year head coach, or second-year head coach, excuse me, in Robert Sala. So we use the Jets coming off the bye since 2019. They are 0-3 straight up and 1-2 against the spread. It goes deeper, though. This is a division game in which the Jets travel into New England, as Jermaine said. The Jets have not won in New England in five years, and they played each other earlier this year, and New England won 22-17. to 17. Um, Let me double-check. Was that with uh, Zach Wilson? I don't know. I'm looking that up right now. Give me one second. So, so what is the next nugget is what I was going to ask. Uh, take New England money line. New England money <laughs> line because the Jets have not beat the have not beat the Pats in New England in the last five years. Okay. And if I That's look what I was going to take. I was going to take New England money line. I want New England minus three and a half and the money line. So you want both. Okay. So but I'm going to put the money line in a parlay. So I so I don't want the money line yet. So New England minus money line minus 175. I'll take that. You're taking <coughs> Excuse me. You're taking New England minus 3 and a half mm-hmm. at minus 110. And let me see. And here. a let parlay will occur later. A parlay will occur later. And let me, so let the Knicks the Knicks the Knicks nugget on this actually yielded a bet, correct? So right. that's going to be New England money line. Or is it was the Knicks Nuggets the spread or the money line? Money line. New England money line minus one seventy five. The New York Jets have not beat the New England Patriots oh, no. in New England 
since the 2010 AFC Divisional Playoff game. Hammer it. If the Jet, if the Jets win this game, if the Jets win this game, Zipper Zacky Will is that dude. You're telling me since Mark Sanchez, the Jets have not won in New England? I'll take it even further. Since 2016, the Jets have not scored more than 14 points in Foxborough. Oh, New England is the lock of the century right now, bro. How could this lose? Oh, my God. Very easily. It's, it's, It's a football game. That's how. All right, so the next game we have on the slate is Knicks. Oh, one, one more. One more stat. Since 2013, the Patriots have not scored less than 26 points in this game. At home against the Jets? At home against the Jets. Off a buy? Oh, my God. This is going to be a bloodbath. If you could, I, Would you recommend buying points to the listeners? What, what would a New England minus seven line look like? Well, right now. If you just use what I just said, which is the Jets have not scored more than 14 and the Patriots have not scored less than 26, I would say I would very comfortably buy this up to New England minus seven. Yeah, yeah. I was asking if you had the odds for that. Oh, let's let's see if we can pull it up. Ah, it's not worth it. I don't know how this I don't know how this DraftKings works. <laughs> what are these kids using these days? All right, so the very next game is Knicks Carolina Panthers traveling into Baltimore to take on Steve Smith Sr.'s Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are minus thirteen favorites. The over under is at forty one. The money line for the Ravens is is minus 625 and the money line for the Panthers is plus 470. Listen. Tell me so you have a nugget me, to, to telling <laughs> me there's a chance. All right. Here we go. I have two nuggets, right? <laughs> if the spread is greater than 9.5, what do we or nine and a half, Jermaine, what do we do? <coughs> if the spread is greater than nine and a half, you take money line favorite. We know and we you, take and you, you take know, the spread. Correct. We take the under, we take the dog money, or we take the dog against the spread, and we take the favorite money line. Right. I was going to say that, but you said no right off the bat because I didn't say it in the right order. Right. (laughs) Baltimore is also coming off a bye. John Harbaugh, since 2008, (laughs) since taking over as Ravens coach in 2008, 12-4 straight up. But nine and seven against the spread. Oh, that's lean. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I oh. want under 41. Hold on, hold on. Let me give me one second. So it's uh, Carolina v. Baltimore under 41. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want Carolina plus 13. Carolina plus 13. And I'm going to mix Baltimore into my money line parlay. That's later. That's later. Okay. These Carolina bets are also part of the Knicks Nuggets. Correct. Okay. I'm going to copy these. I think the Ravens win this game. I am also going to this game this weekend. Oh, the Ravens are for sure winning. (laughs) I will be in Baltimore in my cleanest Carolina Panthers jersey. Here's what I will say. Carolina versus Baltimore – under 41 scares the absolute bejesus out of me. Uh, 
I'm going to ride though, because I'm a rider. And then I'm gonna I'm going to hitch my wagon to Carolina plus thirteen because we know historically I love dogs with big spreads. Uh, if you take the under on a spread greater than nine and a half this year, it's eleven and six. That's sixty four percent. If you have a favorite with a spread greater than or equal to nine and a half, they are seven and eleven against the spread on the year and fourteen and four straight up. Oh, I love it, dude. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm a ride it. I'm a ride it. I'll be if I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm taking this bet. Uh, give me Carolina to do the things I need them to do to earn money, right? I need Carolina to not score, which is synonymous with that franchise. I need them to cover to score enough to cover thirteen, which is synonymous with that franchise. And then Lamar Jackson, just give me the dub, baby. That's all I need. All right, very next game. We have the Chicago Bears traveling in to face the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are minus three and a half. The over-under is set at a whopping 49. And the money line for the Atlanta Falcons is at minus 170, while the money line for the Bears is at plus 145. So, the Atlanta Falcons played on Thursday night football. It means they have the rest advantage over the Chicago Bears. Atlanta, since 2019, playing with the rest advantage, 4-1 and straight up and against the spread. The Chicago Bears playing with a rest disadvantage, two and seven straight up and against the spread. However, and this is the nugget that I'm the most proud of. Oh, no. It's going to miss. Just because you said that. Teams, the week after playing the Carolina Panthers, are 0 and 7 straight up. Never mind. I have a fuck with this one. This one's a good one. Therefore, I'm staying away from this game. The fuck? No, I'm no. not. I'm taking Chicago. Yeah, money. <laughs> thank you. Let's go. Chicago money line, bro. Chicago money line is what is it? Plus, I don't think it was that. Plus much. 145 right now. Yeah, plus 145. Um, you know what? I try not to copy, but. This is just, just such so a juicy. it's just such a fun nugget, like a betting nugget. I just have to ride. If I miss, I miss. But the only time this nugget has not come true is when the team was on a bye week the next week. That's the only time, baby. That's the only time. Although that shout was, out by that the way. was last week, though. Shout out. So is the streak over? No, this has happened twice. Oh, it happened twice. Oh, we're good, bro. Dude, I'm about to throw a thousand on that, bro. <laughs> shout out podcast. Shout out, by the way, Blake Reynolds for a, a, a user Boom. submission of this nugget. Of this nugget. 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 <laughs> nugget with your thug out. Hey, that's to you, Blake. Nugget <laughs> with your thug out, bro. We've seen you give pressers before. Yeah. Blake, Blake, notorious blood red uh, politician. Hey. And- Hey, Ron DeSantis, right? That's yeah, that's, that's the Blake is. spirit, that's bro. What, He's just Blake like, is. I wear this Braves jersey because we killed them Indians. That's what he said on camera, bro. No, on, on print. <laughs> it, was, it was good old-fashioned print media. 
Oh, in my head, it's it's on camera because I was there. Holding, what? holding two tall boys and two dogs giving interviews. What shout, a... out, shout out our boy Blake making us money and, and giving us belly laughs for years to come. <laughs> what a stone cold killer. <laughs> a stone cold killer. Can't run for mayor in Denver. Did what, anybody, what did, you, did you subscribe to, to that post to just copy and paste that article out we don't we don't need to nevada's dad is a is a subscriber of the denver post we can pull it up whenever yo have nevada pull the article up copy the contents of the article out of it in case his dad does not subscribe anymore and also so he could send it to me because i want to save it <laughs> it's for the podcast Oh man, we're putting man. it on a T-shirt. We gotta it's put a, that on a T-shirt. It's amazing. We're we gotta just, put that on the back of an Atlanta Braves jersey. What we do, what you do, right, is you put on the front. You put um, All Star Twenty Twenty, whatever, with the Colorado Rockies logo, and then you put the little Braves crest right here, right, <laughs> just to be like, what the fuck is this shirt doing? On the back, it's just a literal screenshot of the headline with like the person who did the byline and the date. Right, and then just a tiny bit of the first excerpt is all on the back, and then and then put and then put never forget, and then put yeah, <laughs> put the never forget at the end of it, at like like a nine eleven tribute, right? Uh, put put never forget at the bottom of the and shirt. Blake Reynolds twenty forty. <laughs> All right, now that we've been derailed a little further, uh, we're riding Bears money line because we're fucking maniacs, and we're going into the Washington Commanders who are traveling into Houston to take on the Houston Texans. The Texans, sorry, the Commanders are minus three and a half point favorites. The over-under is set at 41. The Texans are plus 140 dogs, and the Commanders are minus 165. Who do you got in this game, Nick? Oh, we talk about rest advantage, rest disadvantage again when it comes to this game. The Commanders playing on Monday, they have the rest disadvantage. When playing with that since 2019, the Commanders are 2-7 and seven straight up, 1-7-1 and one against the spread. You may think, wow, that's really juicy, Nick. However, the Houston Texans playing with a rest advantage are 2-10 and ten straight up and 3-9 and nine against the spread. <laughs> So no, no, no nugget here. Uh, I, I, I can't get up for any of these. The Houston Texans money line, it's probably where it's at. Yeah, it's at, yeah, you, you, it's it's gotta be, it's at plus one forty. It's a good line. I'm it's not a betting smart it. Pick right. I'm not it, betting it. But a home dog, you take the money line, right? It's it's a smart pick because the commanders are jazzed up right now. They're doing their best, Kirk Cousins. And Tyler, one thing we know about Taylor Heineke is he turns into a pumpkin eventually. <laughs> this he's, is he's, not, he's our generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is, this is not the first time we have been on the Tyler Heineke hype train. And unfortunately for us, it won't be the – actually, for <laughs> – Fortunately for us, it won't be the last time because we'll be just as geeked when he does it again. I'm keep coming back, baby. I'll be here, Taylor. I'll be this, here. Keep doing this. You. That game screams like the the Tyler Heineke get right game, but not the Tom Brady style. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Tyler Heineke style. Yeah, he just right. had to get. He just had to get some good old German <laughs> women in him again, and Tom was good. 
<laughs> All right, so the very next game, the Los Angeles Rams travel in to the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are somehow once again <laughs> favored in a game. They are minus three. The over-under is set at 38.5, and, and the Saints' money line is minus 175, while the Rams' money line is plus 150. I got good news for you, Jermaine. The Saints scored less than 10 points last week. I got bad news for you, Jermaine. So did the Rams. Favorites. The Rams scored less than 10 points last I week. I don't know. I, was I don't think shit. they did. Now, the bad news. That favorites, when scoring less than 10 points uh, the previous week, favorites are 7-7-1, seven, seven, which almost leads no nuggets. The obvious sense. bet is fade the Saints. Obviously, yes. But and, and, and looking is, at it is, on DraftKings, I can get Rams plus three and uh, oh, hold on. The obvious bet is to fade the Saints and any other team. I would fade the Saints. I'm not fading the Saints with the Rams. That's what I was about. To, yeah, I was like the obvious bet is fade the Saints. But Cooper Cup is on IR. Matt Stafford missed last week's game. Can you tell me any other player on defense besides Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? Oh, oh! By the way, um, oh man, what's his Bobby Wagner plays for them? That's how bad this team is. <laughs> like that's how bad this Rams team is. Wow. Look, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Saints money line because it's my squad and it's the Rams and I fucking hate the Rams. Revenge game for obvious reasons. But I'm picking this purely because I'm a fucking homer. That's my team. And I'm a glutton for punishment. So I'm going to lose him twice on Sunday if something bad happens. Let's go ahead and keep it pushing into the next game. Clearly nobody wants any action from that. If you are out there advocating to people to bet on this game, you better have some damn good finite proof or you're a fucking masochist. The very next game, the Las Vegas Raiders travel into the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are minus three. That's how far the Raiders have fallen because the Broncos have been a laughing stock for, I mean, goddamn, since how long? Since Russell Wilson said, let's ride, I think. I think so, yeah. Uh, over under 41. Uh, Broncos are minus 150. Raiders are plus 130. Uh, same nugget that applies to the Saints-Rams game can apply to this. Denver scored less than uh, scored uh, ten points last week. They are now the favorite favorites, though seven seven and one. Um, I'm looking up right now because I. When you say seven seven and one, is that against the spread or straight up? That is against the spread. Okay, so much Denver a, the, money line. This yeah, this is an against the spread thing. Um, let's see here. I'm looking up a tie. <laughs> What would this game happen? How, how much? How could this game? How much money can I make if this game ended in a tie? Oh man, I'll be taking Denver money line in this game. I'm actually kind of thinking of taking a drizzling shits parlay this week, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'll explain to you what my parlay is at the end. At the end, once we've cleared the board, drizzling shits. How did, how is this not listed in in under game props? What were you looking for? A tie. Oh man, 
I wish that was. That's a great. Uh, how about I just put it on the dock and maybe we don't have juice, but I'm gonna. I, I'll just put like, hey, Nick wants a tie. <laughs> Nick wants a tie. Give Nick a tie. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Denver versus <laughs> tie. Uh, I was gonna put Oakland tie. <laughs> game props. Let's see. Here's here's game props on 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 DraftKings. That's just correct score. I don't care about correct score. I want tied. Is this game happening right now or is this? Oh, it's Sports Center. Okay. I just looked over and Western Michigan and Central Michigan are playing in a snowstorm. And Jesus, I think Western Michigan just hit a fucking home run, like running play. They ended really? up winning twelve ten. Winning margin, snow. How is it can... so hard to find ties, bro? You know, I never use these websites well. Every I time I was trying to use Five Dimes or Bovada, I was like, Nick, walk me through <laughs> where I need to get to my bet. Yeah. It's like a feet. It's like a FIFA menu, bro. Have you used the FIFA, FIFA menu, menu, bro? Yeah. Oh my god! You have to click eighty-seven. Oh, times. tie. Sixty-seven hundred or sixty-five hundred. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a minus. Oh no, because that's that's halftime, full time tie tie. Well, I don't give a fuck about that. I just want to tie. The game ends. Oh, the game to end in a draw is plus fifty-five hundred. <laughs> No way. Plus yeah, 5,500? Yeah. You got to bet I'm that, I'm taking dude. it, dude. You got to bet that, dude. Like, put actual money on it. Like, that, like, oh, I might hit you up after this. Maybe I'll be interested in that, tie. That's amazing. All right, I, so. This, this game just feels like one where nobody wants to win it. Can you can you look up real quick while I read this read this off? Is the Dallas Cowboys Minnesota Vikings a primetime game? I don't think it is, but I just want to make sure. It is not. It's a 425 game. And what constitutes primetime? Night games. So Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night? Correct. And nothing else constitutes primetime. No. Okay, good. All right, so the Dallas Cowboys travel into Minnesota. To take on the Vikings. The Dallas Cowboys are minus one and a half favorites mm-hmm. on the road. The over-under is set at 47 and a half. Dallas is a minus 125 money line. And Minnesota is a plus 105 money line. Can I interest you in any action here, Nick? Let me look through my bets real quick. No, you may not. Not at all. I look. I, I feel like Dallas money line is, is probably the bet that I would want to go with, but I'm gonna take the money line home dog. Yeah. yeah. I, I can. You're telling me I could get the eight and one Minnesota Vikings at plus one hundred five right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I'll do that too. I'll ride. All right. We're taking Minnesota money line plus one hundred five. I mean, it just. At a certain point in time, it's like, okay, I mean, is are the Dallas Cowboys that much better? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It doesn't feel like it. I, I watch them play football. Like, it don't <laughs> feel like it. Like, right. And you're traveling into Minnesota? I, look, uh, give me with the non, home. With non-primetime Kirk Cousins? Give me the, Exactly, bro. That's the goaded Hall of Fame Kirk Cousins, bro. <laughs> 
according to the internet. All right, so the very next game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on division rival Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Bengals are minus four coming off the bye. The over-under is at 41. Bengals' money line is minus 205, and Pittsburgh money line is plus 175. Yeah, so division game here. <laughs> Love to see a division game. Cincinnati in Pittsburgh is one in four in the last five years. They're, they're uh, one win coming last year after a four uh, a four year loss streak. Does that make sense? Uh, Pittsburgh won the uh, previous game this year, 23, 20 in Cincinnati and in overtime. That was also week one. They had five turnovers. TJ Watt was playing bananas. Correct. Um, look, this one's, this one's blatantly obvious on the choice. And if I'm wrong, I will. I'm willing to accept it. I'm taking Cincinnati minus four. Yeah, I'm staying away from this game. I I don't. I everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, the Steelers just won." I was like, "No shit, they played the fucking Saints, bro." You know what? I'm actually gonna go against you, Jermaine. Cool. Give me Steelers plus four, and Steelers money line to boot. Off a of buy, right? Divisional games are weird. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati coming off a bye. Zach Taylor since 2019, one and two straight up and against the spread. Pitt money line and Pitt spread, correct? Correct. Just to double check. Pitt mm, plus we don't We don't disagree plus, enough on this podcast, so then plus we'll disagree. <laughs> we disagree all the time. See the fucking Dusty Baker shenanigans. <laughs> Dusty Baker is a fucking bum. You're a fucking bum. How about I know that? this. So I know bums when I see them. No, you're probably over there fucking defending Buck Showalter as manager of the fucking year, you fucking commie. I do love Buck Showalter. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's the same fucking coach, except one dude's trash and the other dude's also trash. You're right. They're both trash. Fucking bum. Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> Sunday night game, due to the flex. Travel into the Los Angeles Chargers to take on the much maligned uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Should have stayed in San Diego, bitches. Kansas City is minus five and a half favorites. The over-under is set for 50. Uh, the money line for the Kansas City Chiefs is minus 240. The money line for the Chargers is juicy at plus 200. So, division game. KC traveling into uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. KC in the last five years has not lost this game. However... The last two did go to overtime. So will we get another overtime game here? What are the odds if you bet that? Let me uh, tell you here in a second. Okay. If I can fucking find it. (laughs) Do you have any other thoughts on that game? Are you you leaning one way Uh, or the other? I'm leaning uh, KC minus five and a half. And I'm going to work the KC money line into a parlay as well. Casey won the previous game this year, 27-20. Not in overtime, though. Okay. I'm actually going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, under 50 at minus 110. I'm staying away from money lines. I'm staying away from spreads. I'm taking the under, and I'm fucking hoping for a primetime dud. This is a sneaky series. In, no, Justin Herbert plays Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs very well. So, if you take the reign of games from 2008 
to 2013 in at the time San Diego. In San Diego, that that stretch of seven games, six games, was were all won by the Chargers in San Diego. Since 2013, the Chiefs have won every single game. <laughs> so it went Chargers for a streak. Yeah, for a six-game streak. At home. And then At home. Kansas City has been fucking and now busting Kansas them. Kansas City has won the last eight. I'm, I, look, I, I think Kansas City wins this game. So the money line is a very good bet. I, I'm uh, sorry. You're taking the money line, though, right? So that's minus. And, and, and the spread. Right. I had, I had the spread written down. I forgot to write down the money line. KC money line minus 240. But oh, but that line, but, that but was for a parlay. I'm gonna work into the parlay, yeah. That's why I didn't write it down. See, I I listen. I listen. This game to go into overtime is plus eleven hundred. Are you adding that to your slate? Fuck it. <laughs> Can, we gotta have we gotta Can, have more exciting bets. Kansas <laughs> so, yeah. City, OT minus. Oh, sorry, plus eleven. Plus eleven hundred. If I hit on these two bets, you imagine. You imagine a Kansas City Chargers minus eleven hundred overtime pick? All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm on Bavada. I just bet Kansas City to go to overtime earlier in the podcast. I bet Denver to end in a tie. <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can parlay both of them together. Parlay those two bets together, please. Yeah. Tell me the juice. <laughs> while while you're looking that up, let's go ahead and and cap off the week eleven slate with our Monday night matchup. The San Francisco 49ers travel into the Arizona Cardinals to obviously take on the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what I was going to say next. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers are minus eight. The over-under is 43 and a half. <laughs> you can parlay it. Give me one second. The over-under is 43 and a half. The money line for the 49ers is minus 350, and the Cardinals' money line is plus 290. All right, you're clearly <laughs> laughing because the number is just as absurd as possible. Plus 53,450. Throw a 20 stack on that. Just throw a 20 stack on that. A 20 stack would win me $10,000. If you hit, I will give you $20, and you can just send me the hundred. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine with throwing $5 on that bet and walking away with $2,600. Uh, no. Why? What's $20? $100 would also win you $53,000. Yeah, okay. No, that that's that's nuts. But what's twenty dollars, bro? Okay, you've convinced me. Maybe you maybe you don't need I'll split it with you if you want. No, but you're gonna be real you're gonna be real mad if that hits and I'm taking half the profit. <laughs> All right. So that so that bet now for, for those listeners out there. I'm putting it on your I'm putting is, it on your sheet. So is um, is I took so this is on Bovada. So the, the odds are are the odds are knocked down a little bit from DraftKings. So Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos tie is plus five thousand. Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers overtime is plus nine fifty. When you combine them together, it's plus fifty three thousand four hundred and fifty. <laughs> 
I, if I hit that one, I'm going. I mean, I'm that's bonkers. <laughs> okay. I love the audacity of that bet, bro. Eric's going to look uh, at this list and be like, what the hell did you guys do? Yo, don't let us manage our own show, bro. That's why uh, we brought you All right, all all right, right. so last, last... You, you, you dropped Monday Night Football, San Francisco at Arizona. Uh, San Francisco at Arizona, a division game. They haven't played each other this year. The series is pretty evenly split. San Francisco traveling into Arizona. The last five is two and three. Uh, basically, they lost last year one, two, one, two, and three years prior to that and then lost the other two. I have one question. Is Kyler Murray playing? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to take San Francisco money line. I I think. Have they won since Call of Duty came out? (laughs) I don't think they have, but I also think, I think Kyler Murray missed one of three games. So I think they lost two and then he missed the last one. Um no, I look. I think 49ers is the choice, but if Kyler Murray doesn't play, this over under is fucking juicy. Right, forty three and a half in a division matchup. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I want to know: is this plus eight line because Kyler Murray's not playing? You would assume so, right? You would have to assume so. I don't think enough separates these two teams. For it to be that big a spread, but I mean, San Francisco's hot now. San Francisco's hot now. They're healthy now, right? Kyler Murray, as of six hours ago, is day to day, and and Colt McCoy is tending to a minor knee issue. <laughs> Oh, all right, all right. So I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna not, take. I'm gonna I'm take the 49ers minus eight. I'm taking San Fran versus Arizona under forty three and a half. It's forty three and a half, right? Yeah, forty three and a half uh, at minus one ten. I will take San Fran money line at minus whatever <laughs> preposterous number that was. Three seventy five, three fifty, three fifty. Uh, and then I'm going to take San Fran minus eight to just bonk over the heads of the Arizona Cardinals and minus 110 as well to close out my betting slate. With that being said, uh, are you taking the same things? I will take San Francisco minus eight. And now off this, I will build my favorites uh, parlay. All right, so you're taking San Fran minus eight. Um, oh, one second, slash command B. All right, so what is the parlay? Uh, be slow and give me the odds, poor favor. Oh, I guess. Or, I oh to. no, you can give me the odds at the end. Right, I'm gonna jam. Uh, I'm gonna jam them in as I go, so we can get DraftKings pulled up. All right, so the parlay. Who's the first money line? So I'm going to do uh, Commanders, Ravens, uh, Patriots, uh, Chiefs, and 49ers. 
That's five teams. It play. It pays plus four thirty three. Mm, not what you want from a five leg parlay. If you add, if you add the Bears, Vikings, and Steelers money lines, it goes up to seventy two hundred. <laughs> I'm not writing that down. That's just fun. Neither am the, I. That's fun for the those listeners. Fun for the listeners. Um, we will obviously recap the bets that we just went over on this week 11 slate. Do you have anything else for the listeners? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us this. <laughs>